Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Turn up your volume. This is Unfuck Nation. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to this week's episode of Unfuck Nation. I am your host, Gary John Bishop. I have a doozy of a show for you this week, and for a number of different reasons. But this is a show where you're really going to have to think. You're going to have to dig a little bit into the background of your own thoughts. Now, You'll hear me going on about thoughts a lot. You'll hear me going on about what's going on in your subconscious. It's not that I want you dwelling there. It really is more that you start to understand the mechanics of what you're dealing with. Because if you don't understand your own machinery, your machinery will run you, okay? It's not like some, you know, fucking mystery of the universe. You're a you kind of machine, And you need to understand that you that you are, or, you know, it'll just run fucking riot through your life. So, yeah, this week, I want to talk to you about this thing called pretending. Now, often when I bring this subject up about pretending, I think we can all find places in our lives where when you go into certain situations, you can see you're pretending, right? So you might be pretending you're confident. You might be pretending you're having a good time. You might be pretending that you're in one mood or another mood. But all in all, I think if you look at your life in terms of pretenses, you can see your pretenses. You've been in those situations when you're smiling through fucking gritted teeth. And somebody says, what's wrong? Oh, there's nothing wrong, which is another pretense, okay? How are you doing? I'm okay. For many of you, that's a fucking pretense. You walk into work, how was your weekend? Good, good. For many of you, you know that's bullshit. You're pretending right there. I want you to consider the idea that you're pretending way more than you're even aware of. In fact, I'm going to assert that you are pretending in certain areas of your life and you don't even know it. You don't even know it. You're pretending, you're hiding something, and you've been doing it for so fucking long that you actually think this is you. And I'm going to show you how to find those areas of your life where you're pretending. Now, like any good transformation, and if you're a follower of mine, you know exactly what I'm going to say right now. Any good transformation begins with a truth. So, in fact, any transformation, period, good or bad, begins with a truth. You have to tell yourself the truth. And even when I talk about truth, 
I mean, all too often people think they know what the fuck that is, right? But the truth when it comes to personal growth is when you tell yourself the truth about yourself. You don't tell yourself the truth about a situation. You tell yourself the truth about you. And for many of you listening to this right now, you've been pretending about you for so fucking long that you don't even know who you are. So let's dig into this thing called a pretense. So the first thing you'll do is you'll look for an area of your life or some part of your life where you feel as if you're either not free to be yourself or you don't experience yourself free or it's not going the way you want it to. Like there's something about that area of your life that it's suppressed. Now, if you kind of isolate this one, and this is the best way, by the way, to use this methodology, if you like, you got to look at an, an area of your life, pick one area. Don't just go, yeah, it's my whole life. Please fucking stop. It's not your whole life. And, and I want you to know, it is never your whole life. It is never your whole life. Sometimes we find ourselves in certain situations where the situation itself has become so overblown, it seems like it's your whole life, but it's not. Now, again, I get you might have told yourself that story many times. It's my whole life. It's my whole life. It's my whole life. I want you to get it's not your whole life. So you got to look at your life in terms of like these little spheres of what works and what doesn't work. And you got to really zero in on those spheres that don't work. Like, what is up about that? Okay. So get into that area of your life. Pick that area of your life. And it could be a relationship. It could be your job. It could be your body. It could be your future. You know, like your dreams and stuff. It could be that business you're going to start. Or you say you're going to start. Or the business you've actually started. I want you to pick one part of your life and just zero in on that area for a moment here with me. And so if you're driving along here, you know, you can fucking do this. Just use your brain, right? Just look around, you're driving. But I want you to give some thought to this or rather some thinking. But if you're in a, a nice spot where you can really pay attention and zero in on what I'm saying, then, you know, obviously you've got a little bit of an advantage here because you can really dig in and focus and give your full attention to what I'm saying. So pick that area of your life. Now, keep it in mind right now. Just really let yourself see what that area of your life is actually like for you. Like, what's it like for you to have this area of your life be the way that it is? Now, I want you to look right there in the everyday of your life. What's it like in the everydayness of it? And then I want you to ask yourself the simple question. What am I pretending here? So if I look at this area of my life, what's the pretense? The pretense that I'm enjoying it? The pretense that it's okay? The pretense that I'm getting somewhere? Am I pretending this is what I want? Do I pretend I have my shit together? Do I pretend I'm strong? Do I pretend that I know how this is going to turn out? 
just take a little look for yourself. And the day-to-day living of your life, what's the pretense? And for some of you, by the way, you're pretending you're helpless. You can't do anything that is beyond your control. Some of you pretend you're confused. You don't know what you're doing. Do you see where I'm going? Can you see it's not all just the obvious, but sometimes it's the less obvious that you're pretending? Some of you are pretending you're angry. Some of you are pretending you're self-righteous. Some of you are pretending it's somebody else's fault or something else's fault. Take a look. Take a look at that area of your life. And in your pretend little world, what do you say? I say blah, 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 blah. And you'll see it. It's there. What do you say? Say to yourself, say to other people about that area of your life. Now, sometimes you'll hear me coaching people. People say, I really want change in my life. And you'll sometimes hear me say, no, you don't. And, you know, people will disagree with that. No, no, I really do want it. And I'll say, no, that's what you're pretending. You're pretending you want change in your life. But what's the truth? So in this area of your life, I want you to look and say, well, I pretend that I hate my job. And by the way, in the day-to-day living of your life, you're living that pretense. You're experiencing that pretense. But what's the truth? The truth is I'm not willing to risk finding a new one. The truth is I don't want to disappoint my partner or my parents. The truth is I've no confidence in myself. The truth is I don't think I'm smart enough to do better. The truth is I don't think I have what it takes. The truth is, the truth is, the truth is. And by the way, for some of you, What I'm guiding you through here might be one of the most mind-blowing, transformative experiences of your entire life. See, and some of you might be dealing with this in a pretty surface way, and you're seeing a little bit of something, but nothing's really getting revealed. But there are some of you out there that this is going to blow your fucking doors off because you've never related to this like a pretense. You've related to it like it's the truth. You've never related to it like I pretend when I, that I'm angry when in fact I'm terrified of being vulnerable. I pretend that I'm outraged when in fact I'm fearful. I pretend that it's their fault when the truth is I'm afraid to step into what's next in my life. I want you to start and really look at this at one area of your life and really start to see for yourself. What is it you're pretending? But more importantly, to hide or protect what? Like, what are you not being straight with yourself or others about? If you want the keys to authenticity, by the way, this is the kind of shit you have to do. This is the kind of work you need to do if you're somebody who really wants to live as an authentic human being. And you know the funny thing is, 
I don't even know if it's funny, but I'm going to fucking tell you anyway. Human beings have a tremendous radar for authenticity. For when somebody's the real deal. When I look around the personal growth field, for instance, I just keep seeing caricatures. I keep seeing characters. All I see are just personas. And one of the reasons why when I came into this field that my work jumped out at people is because it's authentic. There's no pretense with me. There's nothing, there's no ulterior motive. There's nothing else. You're just fucking getting me and this material, and that's it. There's nothing else. There's no, like, you're not the secret to my, you know, fucking success. I'm not trying to leverage you or some shit. You get the truth from me. And in fact, I've said this many times, the truth costs me popularity. I, you know, if I would temper things a little bit, I could probably just blindly add another fucking 2 million followers onto my social media. But that's not what this is about. <laughs> For fuck's sake. That's not what this is about. This is authentically about empowering people. That's it. There's nothing else to it. Even if you buy one of my fucking books, it's authentically about empowering you. There is no pretense. There's nothing that leaves you with some kind of fucking sticky experience. And so I assert that a lot of human beings have a radar for authenticity, but not for their own inauthenticity. You can't even see their own because they're so fucking in it. And how you begin to hack away at that facade is by starting to look at the areas of your life that don't work and starting to peel back the layers to see if, like, what, what the fuck am I pretending here? Am I pretending I've got my shit together? Am I pretending I know what I'm doing? Which is a common one. I know what I'm doing, and you don't. And then what am I, what am I hiding? What's the truth? That I think I'm stupid or incapable or la, la, la. Like, that's really what's in the background. So I go around with this big fucking pretense, and I'm exhausted by the pretense. And by the way, that's usually the overwhelming experience of people with their pretenses. They're tired. They're worn out. They're burned out. That's when you can tell a human being is the facade is crumbling, and they can't see it. So they just hustle more. But it's the bullshit is rotting them from the inside out. There's not a whisker of fucking authenticity about them. So as with everything that I do, as you know, everything that I'm giving you, you can't just take a piece of it. Oh, you can. You can take a piece of it and run with it. But you got to keep adding pieces. You got to keep expanding what you know about yourself. Because when you truly know something about yourself, the prospect of continuing as that person becomes completely unworkable. I mean, people will say, oh, I know I'm my own worst enemy. I know I've got an anger problem. I know I did that, 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 that. Yeah, but you don't know it in a way, like this kind of profound way, that there's no way you can go and visit that again. 
Oh, I, I know I blame other people. Yeah, not enough. You don't. Oh, I, I know I've got a fear of blah, blah. No, you don't. Not enough. You don't. You haven't gone in enough. And I'm a great believer in that. I'm a great believer in diving into the darkness. And I'm a great believer in bringing things to light and surface because it's in this process. And, and this is what I love about it. Like this process of kind of looking at the areas of your life, for instance, that don't work the way you would like them to work, or you're maybe suppressed there or not quite yourself there. If you look at it through the lens of pretending and you discover something for yourself, when you raise your eyes up and look around the rest of your life, you'll see pretenses everywhere. And not only with yourself, you'll see them with other people. You'll see what people are pretending. And quite frankly, whenever people come onto my social media or I meet people, that's all I ever see. You know, I guess this might be a party trick of mine, but I can actually pretty accurately put my finger on the thing you're trying to hide. That shit's obvious to me. But, you know, I got a lot of years in this game, a lot of years in this kind of investigation, a lot of people, thousands and thousands and thousands of people. And believe it or not, what I'm talking about here is not only with all human beings, but the kinds of shit that people are trying to overcome and hide and pretend about are so similar. Like you can tell by the kind of tones of the pretense what it's designed to hide. And that's all it's all about. It's just presenting something to the world that you think will either empower or protect you, but in fact, it just exposes you as a bigger and bigger fraud to yourself. And then you wonder why shit's just not quite right with you. Well, I'm fucking telling you why shit's not right with you. You're not you. You're some you. <laughs> But you're not you. You're like a 2D version of you. And until you start dealing with these unworkable parts of life and start dealing with a pretense and get straight to the heart of the matter and tell yourself the truth, because when you get to that truth, you'll realize you can actually do something about that. You can't do shit with a pretense. But when you get into the background and you see the truth, you will realize you, my friend, are completely equipped to fucking handle that. Whatever this little nugget of bullshit you once told yourself would need to be overcome about yourself. It's all in the pretenses, baby. You got to look at yourself. You got to look at your life through the lens of pretense. What are you pretending? What are you hiding? What are you not telling yourself and others the truth about? And sometimes it's just a big fucking dumb joke. Like this is years ago. I'm going to give you an example of something. I've told you guys before, you know this, but my conclusion about myself is that I'm not smart enough, okay? But it presents itself in slightly different ways, so I can't always see it immediately. But I see it, but I, I don't always see it immediately. This is years ago. Before I'd really started to dig into all this work on myself, and I'd started to dig into a little bit into like my own machinery, like how come I turned out this way? And I remember like 
when I used to, I used to deliver these, like facilitate these workshops and programs all over the world. And I did this for years, by the way, and I, and I was fucking really good at it. It was a great job. I loved it. It was just very, very demanding in terms of being a father and being a husband. And it was taking my life in a direction that I didn't want to go. But in this process, I kind of being trained and developed to be someone who could deliver these programs. I noticed that there was always, there was always parts where I'd get flustered when I was delivering them. I could get fucked up. And I used to put it down to certain personality types, right? Like, oh, you know, those kind of fucking people, you know, they're just a pain in the ass, you know? But it wasn't until I dug in that I realized the way that I, I was pretending that I was indifferent to it, right? So I was kind of being indifferent. But when I told myself the truth at those certain parts, when I was delivering those programs, I noticed that I was afraid. Like there was this little whisper of fear in the background. And I'm like, what the fuck is that fear? What am I afraid of? And then I started to connect the dots and I noticed that whenever I came across somebody who I thought might be smart, this was, again, before I really uncovered a bunch of this shit about myself. But if I thought somebody was intelligent, I'd get flustered. And one of the things that I would do is I would crack a joke or two because they were about to go into a conversation that was going to be intellectually challenging. And the big fear was that I'd get exposed as stupid. So I was kind of going around pretending I'm kind of indifferent and jokey. But behind it all, I'm afraid that I'll get exposed as being stupid. Now you got to get, if you said to me, oh yeah, you're just afraid that people will see you're stupid, I'd have laughed in your fucking face. Because for me on the surface, I'm being this confident la 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 guy. But it was all a facade. And I noticed that every time I met somebody who, when I started to connect intelligence to them, my palms would get fucking sweaty and up the jokes would come. And then I started to get, well, for me at that time in my life anyway, this person paid money to come and talk to me because I'm an expert in this shit. They're here to listen and they're here to engage with me. They have questions. Of course they've got questions. That was the first time in my life I realized that it was okay not to know the answer immediately. Like I could breathe a little bit and come back to something, think about it. But it all started with looking at that area of my life through, well, what's the pretense here? And then when I dug away at it, I'm like, oh, shit. Here's the truth, though. So like they say, the fucking truth will set you free. And it all begins by checking out what you're pretending. All right, in a moment, we're going to take a little break. As usual, if you want to be part of a future show, because we're going to do the question from the nation after this, send me an email, connect at garyjohnbishop.com. Call or text me on the Unfuck Nation hotline, 646-450-3203, 646-450-3203. And you can also check us out on the unfucknation.com website. There's a little form. You can fill that out with your question or your comment or something you'd like me to talk about that you feel as if maybe I haven't touched on or I kind of touched on it and you want me to dive in a little deeper with it. Last little push here for our merch store, which is doing fucking brilliant. But I'm, I am shocked at the number of you 
that want Unfuck Nation t-shirts. It's fucking incredible. It's brilliant. And in fact, one of you sent me some designs for some new gear, which I sent to my merchandising people just to let them look at it. But it was fucking great. I mean, whoever did that, I can't remember your name right now, but your work was fucking awesome. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in a minute. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back. This is the part of the show where we take a question from a member of the nation. If you're new to the show and new to our format, this isn't one of those interview-based podcasts for a number of reasons, by the way, right? But the main one is I'm just really committed to this kind of powerful message getting out there with people. I often feel that when you bring people in the interview, what I'm kind of putting into the soup or the casserole, if you like, is a different philosophy. There's nothing wrong with those different philosophies. It's just not this one. So I like to keep the message straight and pure and consistent. And who knows, maybe one of these days I'll interview someone. But right now, that's not what I've got my attention on. And in fact, a big part of our show is the people who listen to the show and are perhaps dealing with something or wrestling with something in their life and they'd like some insight on it. And so this is the part of the show where we deal with one of those questions. So this question is from Jason, okay? And I should say, by the way, if you're going to submit something to the show for me to use, please be clear about the name that you want me to use. I know some of you want to remain anonymous, and that's fine, but you need to be very clear about that, okay? So anyway, Jason says, Hi, Gary, my wife and I follow your work and study ourselves daily, trying to unfuck things as they come up. I've noticed a couple of habits forming that she and I share where we'll point things out to one another that we're working on, but lately when I bring it to her attention, I'm just attacking. At the same time, I'm working on not letting my or other emotions affect my actions And this is a huge clash. She's left feeling attacked because I made her feel like shit and I become a saddened mess. Is there a more tactful approach or do I just shut my fucking mouth? How much am I supposed to give a shit about the irrational emotions involved? Would love a perspective shift here. Thank you for all you've done and continue to do. All right, Jason, it can be tricky engaging with growth work when you're in a relationship, right? Because there's a lot of, there's a lot comes up when you start to kind of get involved in personal development work. I will say this, and I noticed this for myself, and I noticed this for the multitude of people that I've coached. When they started to go about the business of what we're going to call unfucking themselves, everything that had been kind of simmering below the surface started to come up. 
and they started to notice a lot of shit was wrong that they'd maybe been pretending wasn't wrong or had been hiding out from or whatever. So in short, when you start working on yourself, you'll notice a lot of things coming up. That's the first thing. So if you're in a relationship, yeah, everything that's kind of hooky and triggery about that relationship is going to come up to the surface. And it's a big reason why a lot of people won't do work on themselves, by the way, is like they know they're in a shit pile. They just don't want to stir it up. And I'm not saying you're in a shit pile. I'm just kind of giving you this. But anyway, you're making, in my view, a primary error. And you both are making a primary error. That some people are able to kind of overcome it, but most people really struggle with what you're doing, which is doing your personal growth work like a couple and then pointing to each other's stuff. That's a practice that I would recommend you stop immediately. So stop having conversations about her stuff and she should stop having conversations about your stuff. And you got to just stop it, okay? It's not a help. It's not a support. And in fact, usually what happens is, let's say I've got a, I'm triggered by something. And then my partner says, oh yeah, there's that fucking trigger. Listen, the last thing I want to hear when I'm triggered is you're triggered. Well, that's one of your things. So yeah, at the beginning, right? And it's clear to me, like, I love that you're both taking your shit on. I'll just love it. I think it's brilliant, okay? But I can also tell you're at the beginning of it because you're both just a little too fucking precious about it too. And when you're precious about it, that help, quote unquote help, isn't a help at all, okay? So... Here's what I recommend you do. I'm going to recommend you do something else entirely, like a whole other fucking way of dealing with your personal growth work, all right? And this is obviously for everybody listening in. If you're part of a, a partnership or a couple or whatever you want to fucking call it, if you're in a relationship with another, and this really helps if you're both doing any kind of growth work, okay? I recommend you sit down once a week for maybe 20 minutes or 30 minutes. And there's a limit on the time. You should literally start the time and end the time. So it's 20 minutes or 30 minutes, not an hour, not two hours, not an afternoon with a glass of wine, all right? None of that shit. 20 minutes or 30 minutes, no kind of stimulants involved, not even a fucking cup of coffee, by the way, because that all adds to kind of heightening of your emotional state a little. So, and in that 20 or 30 minutes, and you got to decide which one, 20 or 30, you're going to talk about all the ways that you got hooked or triggered in the previous week. So you're going to look back and say, oh, I noticed that on Tuesday I got a little fucked up, right? Or I got triggered by, in fact, when you say I got triggered by, <laughs> I just realized this. It doesn't matter what you got triggered by. The only thing you need to communicate in this conversation with your partner is that you got triggered. That thing that I'm working on, it got hooked. And what you've got to avoid saying is, who or what hooked you? Now let that in for a moment. You can't say 
who or what you got hooked by. If you sit for a moment and think, and this is for everybody, and by the way, if you're not in a relationship, you could do this practice by writing it down. You only say, all right, on Tuesday, my trigger for blah, 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 it got hooked and I totally indulged it. You notice what I'm not saying. What I'm not saying is, oh, when you did that, I did that, which has this kind of backdoor blame game going on. Kind of like, you know, if you didn't do that, I wouldn't do this, which won't support you. So the only thing you're allowed to say is, I got hooked on Tuesday. I got triggered on Thursday. I got a little fucked up on Wednesday. Like, you want to just say it. And then you also want to say what it's like for you when you're doing that or you're hooked like that. One of the things that this will do is you'll actually start to see how much of your life you're spending indulging your hooks and triggers. So you'll see like, oh, fuck. Like, that's been like 12 times this week. While you're sharing your hooks and triggers, your partner can't say shit. You just got to sit there and go, okay, I got that. I get it. Blah, blah, blah. And that's it. Like you take ownership of where you've been going off. By the way, this is a practice. I remember a time in my life when my wife and I used to do this all the fucking time. I was hooked on Tuesday and I indulged my hook. And what that's like for me is like, I feel like I'm overwhelmed. Like things are too much. I'm lashing out. I'm angry. I'm whatever your fucking thing is. So it's this practice of being straight with yourself and straight with somebody else about what you've got going on with no need to apportion blame anywhere. And in fact, in that moment, you're actually taking responsibility for it. Now, as you develop, there can be other components that you would add to this. So as you're developing, you may add the component, not right away. You may add the component to if you, for instance, let's say you lost your temper with your partner, okay? you may ask them what the impact was on them when you were doing that. Like, what do they feel as if got in the way or got lost or like got diminished by you indulging your hook or your trigger, okay? But that's much later because that can easily slip into a blame game and can easily slip into this, you did it and it's your fault and blah, 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 which you just don't want to get into. I would say that's probably for people who are a little more further down the line with their personal growth work, where they can hear that kind of stuff and they don't make it mean anything about themselves or the partner. They really just get like they're both sharing their humanity, which is fine. But at the beginning, keep it straight, keep it simple. I'm just going to talk about where I went off. And your partner really doesn't have to say anything other than I got that. That makes sense. I understand. I got that. That makes sense. I understand. Like, that's it. There's no, like, oh, what are you going to do about that? What do you do? Like, stop. It's an opportunity to get things on the table. It's an opportunity for you to be straight about a few things. And it's an opportunity for you to be responsible. And you'll notice, by the way, the kind of intoxicating nature of responsibility. Once you start owning shit in your life, you'll realize it's actually way less of a deal than you thought it was. And that you get a tremendous amount of power out of it. Tremendous amount of power 
for being responsible and taking responsibility for who you've been. And as I've talked about, not only in this show, but in other shows, getting out of that context of blame, like taking yourself out of this automatic need to see who's to blame, it makes a fucking massive difference in the quality of your life. You start to experience yourself as the owner, as the, as the designer of where this is going. And as the artist who's out to, you know, fulfill on great things in their life. So a great place to start. And I get why you did what you did, Jason. It makes a lot of sense to me and why you would both do it that way. But at this stage of your development, stay away from, you know, pointing out things to each other. It's actually way more of a hindrance than a help. All right, you guys, that's it for this week's show. As usual, if you want to participate in a future show, you know the number, 646-450-3203. Connect at Gary John Bishop or jump onto the website at unfucknation.com. And of course, of course, of course, please subscribe, review, rate the show, whatever you're getting your podcast. We're growing, we're growing, we're growing, but that will only continue with your subscription, your rating, and your reviewing of the show. Thank you, you guys. Have a great one. I'll see you on the flip side. This is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher.